The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. We're really close right now to seeing a spiritual awakening. James shares his passion for unity in the body of Christ next. I'm James Robinson. God gave me the message I'm sharing with you five years ago. And I, I want to share it with you because I think it's critically important right now as uh, we look toward another very important election. It could be the most important in my life. I think there's been a line drawn in the sand. And we're either going to follow those who are going to lead us into a very leftist, liberal, progressive, socialist dependence upon a source other than God. In other words, as far as I'm concerned, it's like a return to uh, Caesar or Pharaoh uh, or some other false source that cannot meet our needs and will not keep us free to be productive, to become the fruitful fields of God with our own lives and then to see the fruitful fields which he told uh, Israel that he wanted to lead them into a land that flowed with milk and honey and frankly, people created in the uh, image of God can bring anything to life. They can create an oasis, a beautiful oasis in the midst of a desert. Uh, they can put the power of a river through a turbine and light up a city. It took man a long time to understand the aerodynamics of how a bird flies. They look very foolish in their pursuit. And uh, we often talk about how rapidly uh, an eagle can travel on the jet streams uh, of the wind above at the highest levels and also the turbulence will enable them to rise higher. But even a diving falcon or an eagle cannot move as fast as man can move once they understood the laws of aerodynamics and put a law in effect that lifted them above the law of gravity and the speed with which we can travel faster than the speed of sound is nothing short of miraculous. So man can accomplish anything necessary to the benefit of others. And it'd be wonderful if we would use our God-given ability to bless others and not allow the success of that to go to our head to where all we want to do is think about ourselves like the foolish farmer build bigger barns and store up our wealth and think about ourselves and eat, drink, and be merry. And Jesus say, you're a fool. In other words, you've done a lot. You gave people a lot of jobs. You built some nice structures. You stored good resources and food, and you provided a lot of food and necessary things to a lot of people. But you let greed destroy the potential of your life. So when we look at the future and who's going to lead us, I think we need to understand some things that are very important for our future and for the future of freedom. It will not be the elected who determine America's future, our security or our peace, but it'll be the elect. Those who know God because they've been born from above with a spiritual relationship and they are committed to the Lord's kingdom purpose, not just their own life, but they realize that his kingdom purpose is for the here and now. They have sold out to his kingdom purpose 
with their whole heart. They're yielded to God and they're filled to overflowing with his spirit. Don't get sucked in to fruitless discussions about religious traditions and the differences we have. Don't argue over Calvinism, the doctrine of election, or free will. Settle it by signing on wholeheartedly with Christ. Losing your life in Christ to find fulfillment in his kingdom purpose. Don't dismiss or write someone off because of their past or present failure. God often uses failed, listen to me, failed imperfect vessels to deliver perfect unadulterated truth and to fulfill his kingdom purpose. You would have to scrap many people in the Bible if you demanded truth only when it comes from a vessel from your point of view you consider to be appropriate or perfect. You're to have no other gods before you. If we have any idol, including sometimes what we believe, the traditions of men taught as the commandments of God, rather than the commandments of God, when you do that, you devalue the most important and you devalue others who are important in God's kingdom purpose. You will actually devalue everything that matters in this life and the life to come. Be careful. When God's word, the hedge of reliable protection, and that's the real wall we better be concerned about. When the hedge of his protection comes down, we're vulnerable to all the assault of the enemy. Ask Job, study Job. We don't want that wall to come down. Walls can be very important and they are, just like doors and bridges are important. But we need wise oversight in order to protect the people and protect access to freedom and opportunity. When you cast aside his truth and his will, all hell will break loose. When his hedge of protection comes down, the walls that matter, that represent more than protection from me, they actually represent more than protection from evil. They reveal boundaries and principles and standards that are essential to our peace and security. In Romans 1, we find that when God's truths are discarded, replaced with idolatry, with lies, his standards are cast aside, all hell breaks loose. Right here on earth, right now. We can have the reality of thy kingdom come, thy will be done right here, right now or we can allow Satan's will to be done and it's hell on earth. Everywhere God is not acknowledged as God. Hell is the result. No wall, no boundary, no standards or principles, no foundation upon which to build what is right, not what's right in our own eyes, but in God's eyes. When you cast aside those standards, there will be nothing that will hold up. The only thing that will stand the test of storms and all that comes are the walls of God's protection and the stability and security of his foundation. Jesus said, hear what I say and do it. You build your house, your life, your family, your future, on a solid, unshakable foundation.
One of our purposes as believers and with the Ministry of Life Outreach, with the website that I launched as a result of the prayer of many leaders for several years, is called The Stream. The Stream was established as an answer to prayer. When God revealed so clearly to me in a time of prayer and meditation that there is a river flowing from the throne of God. That's in the revelation. And as I was meditating on that, God just spoke to my heart and he said, the river is already flowing. The river is flowing. It's already flowing, but it's fed by tributaries. In the final kingdom, in heaven, it flows directly from my throne. Now, it is being fed by tributaries of divinely designed, gifted individuals like prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to build up the body. With the stream, we oversee all the tributaries feeding it. And these are tributaries of wisdom. These are individuals who love God with all their heart, who have a biblical worldview, who really believe God will offer us wisdom even in how to address the challenges and the difficult conditions that we face. So you'll find that there. I, I suggest you make the stream your homepage and go there every day. It's a gift from God, from the prayers of many leaders from all different, let's say sectarian divides who came together in spiritual unity saying, God, stream your wisdom to us. Give us a place and a source that it can flow through. So the stream is there. Pray for it, utilize it, share the content. The stream is there to help preserve and protect freedom, to glorify God and his truth. It's his truth that makes us free. The person of truth, Jesus, the demonstration of truth, the one who enables us to live as overcomers because of truth applied in our lives. Truth principles, rock solid foundation, people, can be led to protect the precious first institution of marriage. You see the assault on marriage today. It's being redefined, its importance discarded. The covenant relationship and commitment has been cast aside. We have lost trust in that which is reliable. If what we hear today and those we hear can't be trusted, how can freedom be saved if people won't even protect the first institution, if we won't protect the most precious thing, Peter said that we're supposed to exalt and lift up everything pertaining to life and godliness. Satan is attacking everything pertaining to life and godliness. No life is precious to the deceiver, just selfishness, total self-focus and self-worship. Selfish ambition, earthly, natural, demonic, James said. It doesn't come from above. It comes from the deceiver. So when we allow him to rule, then we've actually deliberately cast aside God's word and we've cast aside God's hedge, the walls and protection and the boundaries that he offers. And we'll have no standard. The world today and the enemy says there's, there's no standard. There are no absolutes. Everyone does what's right in their own eyes. 
basically calling night day, as the prophet said, and good evil. Romans 1 teaches that when we change God's lie into a lie, we'll be in bondage to appetites both natural and even unnatural, given over to reprobate thinking. You know what that means? Depraved thinking. You actually can't think clearly and think what's right. Your minds are twisted. Look at what's happening on college campuses. Look at what we have taught the academic community to perpetuate. The belief systems that destroy everything precious and meaningful has been destroyed. The great entrepreneur wealth creators have endowed institutions and universities and those areas of higher learning where they are teaching against the very free market opportunity that gave them the wealth to endow these academic institutions. And those very institutions are destroying the opportunity that enabled these people to gain the wealth to endow the schools. We've lost our minds and we, we've got to stop supporting that which destroys freedom's foundation. God in heaven, help us to stop the nonsense. Help people to support private education, Christian, Christ-centered, biblical-centered education. God in heaven, help us move away. Lord, we pray for the people in the arts and entertainment to realize that you can teach great lessons. We can teach truth. Hollywood could be changed to where their talent could be used to teach great truth, where the people wouldn't have to be actors. They could actually live a meaningful life and portray truth and meaning even with their gift to act and entertain. God in heaven delivers, help our government leaders, our national leaders to realize they're here to serve the people. Yes, but first of all, to serve you, to love you in order to effectively love their neighbor appropriately. God heal our land in Jesus' name. God in heaven wants us to awaken right now. I'm telling you, we're really close right now to seeing a spiritual awakening. We need to rally people to stand together, overflowing with God's love against the assault on truth and on freedom, on everything pertaining to life and godliness. We need to stand in support of righteousness, not self-righteousness, not mere religious tradition. We want to find people who understand righteousness comes from God. We need to encourage people to run for office who believe the truth, and we need to support them. Listen, very important election coming up. Let's pray that God will enable us to put out of leadership as representatives of the people who are actually going to bring us into bondage, who are going to destroy the freedom that we've been blessed to enjoy and share and really impart the blessings of to people all over the world. We're about to lose that. I don't want that to happen on our watch. It doesn't have to happen. We can put good people in office. I recently talked to Congressman Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio. He loves Jesus. I've been praying not only for him, but with him for years, appreciate him. Recently, I talked to him and I said, Jim, I gotta be honest with you, I appreciate you, but I'm praying for God to raise up 400 people like you to be our representatives in Congress and 80 people like you to be in the Senate. That's not a foolish prayer. You say, well, it's impossible to be great if we just got 55 or 60 in the Senate and, you know, 350, you know, in, in the, uh, you know, just enough for a majority in the House. I'd like to see us put people in place that are strong, 
I'd like to see us get our judicial system where we have people who understand there is a reliable standard. We don't discard the Word of God. We don't cast aside what our founders understood. They signed off on a document that was so supernaturally influenced by the power of prayer and the desire for true freedom, especially religious freedom and, and the freedom to worship, that they actually put in place laws in the Constitution that call them to repentance. Think about it. Well, we need to support and stop protecting what is obviously blatant evil and rebellion against God's Word and the will of God. Keep in mind that faith is never forced, but good laws must put in, be put in place and enforced. You'll never have good laws with lawless, godless people in leadership. Good laws are established by good people. There's only one good, Jesus said, and that's God. When the godly rule, everyone benefits. When the righteous rule, blessed is the nation where God is the Lord. When the righteous are in authority, the people are blessed. God's laws protect freedom. They do not provide license for evil. I get up every day thanking God for his blessings and all who bless me. And then I ask God to show me clearly how to bless others. Ask him how you can. I'm a treasure hunter. Whenever I find what I consider a treasure, something precious, exciting, or a blessing, whenever I find that, and the greatest treasure is him, the ultimate treasure is Christ, then I must always, and I'm thrilled to share it with others. I don't look for a treasure in all the right places. I look for it in all the right people, in the right parts of his body, so that together we as believers join with one another, Jesus our Lord, clearly revealed to us, been through us. Don't ever forget the story I may have shared with you some time ago about the little butterfly at the ranch. I was watching all these beautiful butterflies just flowing angelically. And I looked down at a little butterfly that was just crawling around in the flowers and he had no color. He didn't look angelic. It looked like he couldn't fly, but he was working so hard to get whatever nourishment it was that he needed. And I leaned over the rail on the porch and I said, hey there, little fella. You probably thought nobody noticed you, but I see you and you're working so hard. You really are working hard. I want to thank you for working so hard. And God showed me that there are many people who are not noticed, but they're doing exactly what God designed them to do and they're doing it diligently. That really inspired even to a greater effect the desire to never overlook what's considered the least of these. Too often the most unnoticed, unrecognized on the planet. And when you see them and you show them the King of Kings, Lord of Lords and the Father above notices them, life springs up. Somehow I know that little 
butterfly, and I never was able to find another like it. I got every butterfly book and study I could find. I never saw him, but he got my attention. Please hear me. Those who desperately need the gospel and the kingdom truth too often are seldom exposed to it. I pray that God will somehow cause us to notice those that feel so unnoticed. If that's you, I want you to know right now, God notices you. He loves you. He wants to hold you real close, so close to his heart that you identify with every heartbeat. He wants you to know how precious and special you are. You know, recently I was just praying and I went back and reflected. I think I heard someone say something about a difficult childhood and all of a sudden I saw myself playing in the dirt as a seven-year-old, building little things to play with. I had no toys, didn't have really any friends. When the kids at school would pick a team because I moved 17 times in 10 years, most of the places I went, nobody knew me. And they would pick teams and I'd still be standing there when they went off to play. I lived a very lonely life. I was sitting there by myself as I reflected and tears rolled down my cheeks. And I said, God, I must have been a tough little guy because I didn't give up. Somehow I held on to the possibility that I could do something. And sure enough, God told me he could use any yielded clay as a vessel of honor. And I'm telling you, when God said, I choose you, I didn't get chosen to play on the team, but I was chosen by God. I heard that. I choose you. And he took a fatherless kid that felt so inadequate and he said, I can do through you whatever I will if you just yield your life. He can do the same thing with you. You're more important to God's kingdom purpose than you ever imagined. I pray with all my heart you hear that, receive that, accept that, and respond. Would you write where you are right now? Would you just say, God, it's obvious you love me and you chose me because you said you love me so much. You gave your own son to die for me that if I would believe in him and receive him, I would have everlasting life. If you call upon me, I will answer. Lift you up out of any pit. I will forgive you and cleanse you and I will make you a new creation. Yield your life to me. Put the clay of your life in my hand and I will shape you into a vessel of honor. Just say to him, Father in heaven, I want you to be my father. I want to know you personally. I want you to come into my life. I want you to take control of my life. I want you to pour your life, your love, your concern through me freely toward others. Do it, Lord. I give you my life. Jesus said, if you will lose your life 
in my purpose. Lose your life in my kingdom will. You'll find it. Hold on to it. Keep it back. It's mine. You're going to lose the essence of life. But if you lose it in my purpose, you'll find life in all of its fullness, all of its abundance, because I came to give you life, life abundantly forever. Yield it to him, Lord. I give it to you. You see the phone number there on the screen? If you call that number, we'll send you a book that I wrote called Knowing God as Father. It tells a little bit of my story, being fatherless and my mother being raped as a hospice nurse, 40 years old, pregnant with her first child, and the doctor refused to abort that baby. I'm the baby. I was allowed to live miraculous. She said because she prayed. When the doctor said no, she went home and prayed. The way we're going to protect the innocent life and see more born than taken away through abortion is to understand the preciousness and potential of every life. I want to send you knowing God as Father because that's what happened to me. It's that perfect Father that you just received through Jesus. Jesus says, no one comes to the Father but by me. And he will connect you to the Father in a supernatural relationship. So you've asked him, would you dial that number and just say, I prayed to give my life to Jesus, to receive him, and to have God as my Father. Send me the book, Knowing God as Father. You may want them to pray with you about something they'll be glad to. And then I'm asking all of you that are watching me, if you believe in the message you've heard and you believe in the importance of what I've shared, we're asking you to support the outreaches of life. Help us drill water wells and feed the hungry, feeding 400,000 now this year, drilling 400 more water wells only with your help, rescuing young people and women from sexual trafficking, setting people free, all because of your support. Would you go online or dial that number and say, I'm going to make the greatest gift I can today to help you do that, James. Whatever it is that's before you, do it. You can count on me. Some of you may have never helped. You may have just given your life to Christ and said, now I want to share the love of God with needy people. Give those who don't have clean water, water. Feed the hungry, save their lives. And I want to pray for God to heal our nation and restore freedom's foundation. I want to push back against the gates of hell and destruction. We don't have to give God's earth to the deceiver and the destroyer. We don't have to, not on our watch. We're going to stand and we're going to stand with you, James. Take truth to the ends of the earth. Take it to our leaders, national leaders, business leaders, church leaders, everybody. Take it to the overlook we're going to with your help. If you'll help us and say, James, we want to stand with you. I'd love to send you the book that basically tells the amazing journey, the supernatural things I've had, encounters with people talking to them about Jesus. It's amazing when you see what happened to some of the people you know very well because they're highly visible. What God do in their lives when they had a head-on collision with somebody lifting up Jesus. Then for 10 years, I wrote brief messages addressing every national challenge and issue and problem we face with just a biblical application of how we pray and how we hope for the future. I want to send it to you. You'll know how to pray you'll know what we need to address effectively. Just ask for it when you call. Make the gift God put on your heart. We want to bless you with these gifts and let's stand together 
sharing the love of God, the life of God, and the freedom only he can secure and make possible. I love you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for helping. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.